All right, you know the deal. This is part two. If you haven't, go check out part one and let's get into this amazing conversation with Jeremiah Smart. I have to be better. I have to grind even harder. I have to show everybody around me that I'm going to that I'm going to show out for for this state. I want people that looks like me to have an opportunity to change the aspects and change the culture of the world and not just get the criteria of rap or go play ball. I want to have someone who is very educated and, and be able to understand lies, whether it's marketing and things like that. That That's what I'm reaching for. What does better mean? You want to be better than your parents, better than your grandparents, better than the people around you. What, what does that look like? What does that mean? What does that mean to me? It's being able to travel the world. And even though they weren't able to, I, I want to at least say, okay, I'm able to travel the world. That's something that they weren't able to do. I'm able to do the small things that they weren't able to do. I always want to look around what's around me and I want to be better. I always, I have a very competitive edge and I, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm better. And I won't do all of the gloating and bragging, but if I'm, if you're better than me at something, I'll best believe I'm going to try my best to be, if not tied, if not past you. I learned that in New Hampshire. So that's where that competitive edge came from. <laughs> now, do you see yourself as competing with your parents and grandparents or is it because you kind of alluded to it but didn't say it is it you want to be better off because of the example that they set whether it was a positive or a negative example yes i want to be better than the examples that i've seen and you had that from the time you were eight and that you you've alluded to it you you the first time we talked about it a little bit you've seen all sides of life what does that mean we didn't actually dig into this the last time i mean i've seen birth i've seen death i've seen miscarriages i've seen uh seen a lot i've seen i, I can understand all different aspects of people's lives because i've pretty much seen it all whether it's learning disabilities whether it's uh not being able to walk not being able to talk blind HIV, AIDS, being able to understand cancer and, and things like that. I, I've seen at such a young age life. I've seen life taken away and I've seen life giveth. So if you've seen all of that at a young age, when you get older, you, you tend to become numb to a lot of things. Are you? Would you say you're numb to it or you just persevere past it? Persevere. <laughs> Let's call it that. Yeah, because you don't you don't seem numb. You seem like it has informed your ability to connect, or your even your curiosity, or maybe even just a spark in you that says, you know what, I have no clue who you are and what what you're. You've said it. You said it a couple times. Like I just don't know where you're coming from. So it seems like it's just made you capture that and hold it, and you won't let anything tell you that you know who's standing across the street until you talk to them and get to know them. So how, I mean, that's to see things in life and maintain a positive, optimistic, joyful attitude about life. Like 
what forms that for you? Has it been learned? Was it something someone said or just that's just what you choose to do? A little bit of it all, honestly. A little bit of it all. You would be the best vampire ever. I was having this conversation yesterday. Someone's like, if you could live forever, wouldn't you just be like a miserable, cranky bastard at the end? And I was like, maybe you see the positive side of the world. Like you wouldn't just see the negative. Like, yeah, there's a lot of negative stuff, but like just because something lives forever, it doesn't mean it's negative and mad and sad. And I think you would be like the happiest, go luckiest vampire of all time or immortal. There's a Buddhist philosophy. One of the original capacities it, it, and essentially it's a it's a ratio they forget exactly the name of the ratio but it's the ratio of positive to negative influences in a day and what it actually is in a corporate setting so thinking about it in terms of business the ratio the lower the ratio the worse off the people are within the environment. So that means they see more negative stuff than they see positive stuff. They have more negative impacts and you know, productivity dips. People aren't as happy at work. And it's a, it's a position even at a society level. Societies with a lower ratio have lower trust in each other. They um, are more cynical and all of these things. The higher the ratio, the more natural trust people have in each other, the more positive they are, the more joy they have in their lives. And the higher their collective return on that society is. And I would argue, and I, a lot of that at the same time is perception of those things. Uh, Rodney and I learned from a PhD of psychology, he talked about training optimism and this very idea of seeing the positive things, which we often overlook because we're either protecting or we're trained to see the negative. So we're trained to see the person who cut you off, but we don't see the white noise of everybody driving normally, right? And then say, boy, everybody drove well today and I got home safely because no one swerved in my lane and drove me off the road and I ended up in a ditch because of some bad hey, you driver. Civic. Good job there, Civic, for not coming good, over in my good, lane there. Thank for you all <laughs> for being being a part of of the the civic responsibility of driving res, driving correctly, and it's really hard um, for a lot of us. And and I see that in you is it's yes, you see the bad, but you also see the good. And that ratio is higher on the good than it is on the bad, which gives you hope and positive and energy for life versus dragging you down and beating you up as it does so many because it's not i mean yes there's some bad shit but oftentimes we just don't see the good stuff that happens now i do have a flaw i'm not gonna lie and i will tell yeah, everyone i'm not gonna that. say you're perfect oh god no, no no i do have a flaw one of my biggest flaws is i, I am impatient i i have zero to little patience uh for example, a very, very prime example, right before this uh, meeting and stuff like that, I was on YouTube. And of course, uh, I see the TikTok uh, girl, Addison Ray. I know exactly me and her from the same state. I know exactly what part of Louisiana she's from. And you're talking to the same person that went to the same school as NBA Youngboy. Well, his name, real name is Contrell. You're talking to the same person that went to the same school as Funny Mike, who was on Wild and Out. And on my aspect and my thought process is, man, when is it going to be my turn? 
that's one thing I have zero patience for because in the back of my mind, that's for the competitive nature. It sounds so bad. In my mind, I'm like, if you give me what they, what they have, I, I will be going back to our communities. I will, I will go to Compton to give out Thanksgiving turkeys on Thanksgiving Day. I'll go to Chicago and give out Christmas stuff if I was able to. If you give me what they have, I'll make a difference. I wouldn't just be in this. And don't get me wrong. I'll still handle my business, but I'll do more. I, I will. I will. Honest to God, do more. And that's where it becomes of when is it going to be my turn? How do you or do you manage that patience? Time. Honestly, or lack of patience. Honestly, I, I tend to just tear my phone off and just take a breather and just say, okay, give it time. You, you know, you're working. Everybody has their own steps and stuff like that. And, you know, everyone has that one moment, but so how, okay. So that's a little bit further. So time, but then like you, you see your potential, you've seen it for a long time. You spend every year, you, you ask yourself, how dangerous can I be next year? So you're thinking about what you can be doing. When you see an Addison Ray, does that impatience then turn into jealousy, anger? Like, what is it? What happens for you in the in the moment, like when you're seeing that, or is it just straight up turns back? Like, when is it my turn? It turns into personally when I see that stuff like that. Not all success, all success to her. I'm, I'm happy for her. She's doing great things for the state. I look at it as I have to be better. I have to grind even harder. I have to show everybody around me that I'm going to that I'm going to show out for for the state. I want people that looks like me to have an opportunity to change the aspects and change the culture of the world and not just get the criteria of rap or go play ball. I want to have someone who is very educated and, and be able to understand lies, whether it's marketing and things like that. That That's what I'm reaching for. You know, all success to her and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, but I, I see that stuff. I want to work even harder. She makes me want to work even harder. When I see NBA Young Boy, he makes me want to work even harder. When I see Funny Mike, they want they make me because we came from the same state. The biggest thing we got in Louisiana is Wayne. No disrespect to Boosie, but and Kevin Gates, but they up there too. So it's 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 mo it's motivational, inspirational, both for yeah, you? Both. So it's not so again, back to Keith's point about the the ratio of positive to negative. And maybe Keith, I want to look into this because I, I wonder if if it it almost seems like it has like an optimistic pessimistic kind of a result to where you are on the on the scale. But regardless, Jeremiah, like you, I could very easily see somebody looking at that and be like, "Why she got this? Why don't I?" Like going to the negative of like she doesn't deserve this. She's not good enough. But you're looking at it like, man, she's from the same place I am. She's doing stuff for the community. I could be doing that, or I could do even more. And it is a, it is, it is a, it's lifting you to say, yeah, I got this. I got to go harder now. Yeah. I listen. I you have such a healthy mindset, man. Yeah. (laughs) Even that, even your impatience is like healthy impatience. Yeah. (laughs) Cause like I, I, you know, I feel that patience, patience is an issue for me. Rodney and I talk about this all the time and there I am saying what Rodney and I talk about, but my, like, when is it going to happen? And the only uh, you said this in the rapid fire is you got to have faith and you got to believe in yourself and you just keep grinding you just keep going what 
actually motivates you to do that versus to just give up because it's not happening? I was going to give up uh, last year. I was going to give up last year right when I started beginning to start this podcast until one day I was walking to my car. Uh, I'll never forget the car. It was my uh, 2018 Blue Honda Civic. I love that car to this day because that was that was my take it, you don't have it anymore. No, no, it was a lease. Okay. But uh, no, no, that was the same color and the same model car my grandpa taught me how to drive. So, I, of course, out of respect for him, I had to get the same thing. And my neighbor across the street had looked up because I had a I have a Smartway podcast hoodie on my back, and uh, he looked it up on like the internet and stuff like that. That's when I found out, you know, I'll snap them on the internet. Um, and he was like, Hey, I checked out your podcast on the internet. I want to thank you for, uh, thank you for those episodes. You stopped me from committing suicide. That's when it hit home. That's when it's like, okay, this is bigger than me. I have to do more. I have to be better every day. I have to do more. I think that week I dropped like 10 to 12 podcasts, just nothing but uplifting just for the shout out for him. Some of them was funny, some of them was uplifting, but none of them was sad. And, you know, over time, you know, I hear some people come up to me and say, oh, you help, you you know, your, your jokes in this podcast made me uh, stop thinking about depressing thoughts and things like that. And I've been doing this for almost 15 months now. And so far, I'm on every single platform. You can Google me, all of that stuff. Uh, and we so far have reached 82 countries as of this morning. I plan on reaching 100 by the end of the year. Man, over 50,000 streams. And, and it goes back to when is it my turn? I'm paying my dues. But I see what everybody else is doing. So I'm like, okay, I got to grind this out. So you, you just gave some very tangible goals, countries, streams. How often, like you said, of, as of this morning, do you look at it every morning? Do you look at it I look every at it, week? Yes, every morning. Every morning, just to wonder who who's listening. And is the, and, I, and I, I'm just going to assume or presume that it is inspirational for you? Or do you look at it like, ah, well, I'm not in 100 yet? Or do you look at it like, how do I get to 100? Like, what, how, how do you look at the numbers when you see them? I look at it as I'm making a difference in all these people's lives. And, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I cry about it because at 23 years old, you you know, you have that many people watching you, listening to you, and that put weight on your shoulders. There's nobody that prepares you for that. They don't prepare you that in school. Just to say, just for a person to come up and say, hey, you stopped me from committing suicide. Hey, you stopped me from getting out of a domestic relationship. They don't, they don't tell you that. You have to learn that. You have to wait for someone to actually text you or dm you say hey you stopped me from alcoholism you thanks to your podcast about going to aa and and doing for the community you 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 help me that's when it becomes bigger than me that's when it becomes bigger than my life that's when i'm like this is is huge (laughs) how have you learned to manage that weight what do you do to manage that weight man i pray do you still feel weight (laughs) yeah oh yeah every day I, I pray. I, I I personally ask God to say, "Hey, you know, send more people my way that I can inspire. Just bring it on." Because even if I don't make a penny off anything, as long as I'm able at the end of my day to say I made, as long as if I die, whenever that time be, 
if someone actually can say he made a difference in my life, that's all I care about. As long as my brothers and sisters make whatever they want to do in life, as long as they have a, a security blanket of I can go anywhere in the world and, and because of my brother, they, they can somebody make sure I'm all right, just out of respect for me and, and what I'm trying to do in the world. That's all I care about. I could have 20, 50 million dollars in a bank. I'm not going to say no to that. Don't get that twisted. But I would rather make a difference in people's lives and, and just be the spark in someone's life. Because I've seen all the joy and all the pain because, like Tupac said, God has punished me to see both uh, sides of life. He's seen me see the, the rich white people side and the poor black people side. And I can't live in the black side because they are robbing, because they don't have anything. They're hungry. And they tell me that I have to move to this area and I have to be in this in this middle. And I listened, was listening to Tupac like yesterday. So I, I, I felt that. I personally felt that because he was he literally said when you have. 15,000 people ready to do whatever you say, you know, that's when it gets bigger than you. And I felt that. And when he says, when you have one of the OGs from different cities, different towns, and and you meet them and it's nothing but respect on both sides. I feel that. I personally feel that. Because I have, I live out here in LA now. I've, I've met those certain people and I have nothing but respect for them. And I have, and I understand who they are because they weren't given certain opportunities. And, and who am I not to create certain one of those certain opportunities whenever this does become something more, hopefully. With that, what does next year look like for you? What next year looks like for me, I'm not a materialistic person, but I do want a Tesla. That's what I personally want. I want my Tesla. I want my podcast to be sign to somebody, hopefully somebody take a chance on me because I don't need a manager or the marketing team. I could, I did pretty well myself. I just want to be signed. I want my Tesla and I want to be able to travel across the world and just, or across these great US of A. I pay my taxes, I promise. <laughs> and and just be motivated. You're not rich enough to not pay your taxes. Thank you. <laughs> California taxes, I pay way more. <laughs> but no, I, I just want to be out and, and just inspire others. That's all I care about. I just want my Tesla. I want to inspire others and I want to be, uh, I just want to be happy, man. I want my podcast signed. Whether it be by Capitol Records, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Pandora, Amazon, whatever, whoever picks me up. Whoever, it doesn't matter whoever, just know that you're getting a star. You're not just getting a star. You're getting somebody that that can, if I was an artist, I could get you three albums within a month. <laughs> you're going to get essentially a, a shark that's ready for water. You're, you're, they're going to get someone that, that has been down in the dirt. So if someone has been down in the dirt for so long and you give them that one little inch, I'm going to the things, the things next year I plan on doing, I, I plan on changing the landscape, whether it's, it's the podcasting world, whether it's the booking, whether it's, it's starting anything, 
you know, there's certain things I have written down that I just can't say right now. But nah, that's cool. <laughs> nah, there's different methodologies on that. Some people are like share with everybody. Some people are like share with nobody. Some people are like share some share, but it's clear that you thought about it, and it's clear that your energy for it is very clear. And I don't have any doubts that you, like I, I believe that you will be successful in all of it, including the Tesla. Maybe multiple Teslas. Who knows? I don't uh, need a lot. Of, I, I don't need five. No, I'm, I'm that ten. type of person that that <laughs> I'm the type of person that would have. How could I put this? I could have two million dollars in the bank, and I will sit at my house and eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich and say I'm hungry because I'm too cheap, and and, and actually go out and give a homeless man ten grand because they they just to give him a start. That's that's the type of person I am. Now I wouldn't let a person take my kindness for weakness, but it's. I don't need a lot. I, I've never had a lot. I would be happy with just a Tesla, a nice little condo, have some some solid friends around me that are doing great things in the world, and that's it. I don't, and oh, I have to have a dog. It's, it's a must. I have to have a dog. But that's it. I don't need a lot. So tell us about this book. Did you start writing it three? Like when did you start writing it? Three weeks ago. I finished it already. Uh, it's called Isle of Zerbeck. It's about three kids from three different aspects of life, whether you're uh, in poverty, whether you're in the middle class and upper class. They talk about how they each met each other. And they uh, one of them is doing exactly what I'm doing, which is define the social norms of actually finishing high school and going out and traveling the world. Another one is uh, having their college paid for by their parents. And another person is uh, just going through regular life is just working as a fast food because they don't have the means to go into college. So instead of them going to their own paths, they tend to join uh, the main character and uh, hide in her backseat to uh, see the world and actually go travel with her and, and talk about life and what they experience in different aspects of life and uh, just go out and see all across the world. And uh, I made this book because I was sitting at home and I was like, a book and i you know i always joke about books and stuff like that and i was like i can write a book a book (laughs) (laughs) i can write a book and so you know of of course um so the reason i'm i was like i could write a book but nah um so the people that would read the book i want them to understand an aspect of wherever they come from on the line and as they reach each as they read each of the characters they will understand and try to relate to any type of uh relatability they have to the character, whether it be through uh, whether a person has dealt with abuse, whether it was domestic violence, whether it was drug abuse, whether it was people getting sick, whether it was the loss of someone, whether it's not having uh, your, whether it was having their parents give up on them. I I hit on almost all aspects of life. And I, I tend to have that way it can be relatable to hopefully somebody and they can, you know, say, okay, this isn't, just my life. I have to do more to inspire others because I've went through this and I can relate to it. What's the significance of the title? If you can say without spoiling something. <laughs> ah, it would be spoiling. <laughs> spoiler? It's spoiler? Okay. Uh, nah, I just have to read it. Just have to read it. What, um, yes. what's, what's next for the book? You just finished writing it. Mm-hmm. So what's, was, what's your plan? I, I actually was going to publish it yesterday, but, uh, for some reason, Apple, it's, it's, uh, 
it was being weird. It had errors. I'm like, I'm going to give it a couple of days. So who knows when it's going to be fully published. I would love to have it out for my dad's birthday or my birthday or just something significant just so I could fully remember it forever. But uh, the book will be made uh, free because I don't know what anyone's uh, financial situation is. So I, I just want to make it free for everyone to read and have a good time. Well, that draws nicely into the final question. It does. Firstly, I want to say thank you for indulging us again. Yes. Thanks and for the thanks patience for, and working through it. Yeah. Thank you for getting another time with this. And thank you for just for just sharing. You, you know, you're you're very gracious uh, with your words and and super compassionate, which brings us to the last question, which is what does compassion mean to you? Love. Compassion means for love. Whenever I think about the word compassion, I think about what I, what do I personally love? What do I actually love? And that's that's it. That's that's what I think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I think about all the lessons that I've learned throughout life, whether it be from my friends, my uncles, my parents, uh, cousins, what whatever. It takes a village to raise a child, to say the least. Thank you.